Hello and welcome to the Interwoven Podcast. This is a podcast we're hosting with InterVarsity BC. I'm Derek Joyce. Uh, today I have Alan Thornbert with me, who is a campus minister at SFU and UVic. And Alan is both a co-host leader of this podcast, as well as he'll be sharing today um, about um, a passage of scripture. So part of the idea of Interwoven is we really just want to hear how scripture is impacting people's lives, how God is meeting with people through scripture, how that is actually uh, in the day-to-day life, on the ground, uh, affecting how we live and do life. So Alan, thank you for joining us talking today. Oh, my pleasure. You know, it's a good day because it's sunny in Vancouver, so God is moving. No, just kidding. <laughs> that's so. That's not true. God moves even when it's rainy here in Vancouver. But it's a gift that it's sunny. <laughs> uh, I'm so ex- amen, amen, indeed. I'm so excited to share. Um, you know, lately, actually, for a few years now, I've kind of have had a funk where I can't get out of the prophets in the Old Testament. Mm, okay, I often have seasons where I'm in particular scriptures or I kind of walk with particular people in scripture with God, but I can't really get out of, and I just keep finding myself in the prophets. So lately God has been speaking to me through the book of Isaiah. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to read kind of this one passage that kind of has been sticking out with me for a little bit. Um, Isaiah 32 verses one to two. See, a king will reign in righteousness and princes will rule with justice. Each will be like a hiding place from the wind, a covert from the tempest, like streams of water in dry places, like the shade of a great rock in a weary land. Just gonna read that again, I think it's so good and also kind of crazy. See, a king will reign in righteousness and princes will rule with justice. Each will be like a hiding place from the wind, uh, a covert from the tempest, like streams of water in dry places, like the shade of a great rock in a weary land. Mm. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, well, tell us what, uh, what's been sticking out to you from that passage, what's been yeah. uh, the themes or how that's affecting your life these days. Yeah, totally. So, uh, like a lot of uh, parts in Isaiah, this is kind of a messianic promise that Isaiah is speaking hope out of, uh, the promise of a servant who will come uh, to rescue his people. So you get that really, that, that beautiful messianic promise kind of in this beginning line, see a king will reign in righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I find that beautiful and, and hopeful. Um, But also, I I find that in years past, that would have been the line that I needed to hear. Um, But actually, these days, I'm okay with that line. It's what comes after this that I have found in the last few weeks actually kind of crazy to hear. Um, And it's this promise that this servant messianic king, that what's going to follow him are princes who are going to rule with justice Mm. and be like this beautiful shelter from chaos of mm. like natural disasters. Mm. Um, I, I just think in our world, we are so, like, 
one of the questions I have as I kind of watch the news, I'm like, it seems like we are surrounded by a turmoil of horrible leadership. Um, and not just like globally, like it's easy to pick out the political leader, but like in the church. So you have mm. church leaders who over the past few years, it's just been like one after the other being revealed of what their lives actually are like. Mm. Um, and so I, 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 I as I, I, the spirit kind of brought this me to this passage a few weeks ago I was like I found hope welling up as kind of this first line came about and then I got to the second line of like and princes will rule with justice and it just threw me Mm. for a loop I'm like "Ah, I don't know if that's my current reality of Mm. (laughs) of the world um I don't know is that something you resonate with (laughs) yeah I mean especially in you know, we're we're doing this conversation weeks after some pretty dramatic events in, yeah. you know, neighbors south of us and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I can I can see how that could be an immediate tension of like, mm-hmm. yeah, where where is that that hope? It seems like leaders are sometimes maybe creating more chaos than <laughs> right, sheltering right. us from it. Yeah, right, creating more chaos, creating more wins, um, rather than kind of this promise of good leadership. Um, it's interesting that you brought like the South because um, <laughs> I kind of had this very profound experience um, of, on January 6th when some of the chaos down South was going on with people coming over ta- walls and capitals and toppling. And anyway, uh, I kind of had this experience where I woke up and um, kind of started my day in prayer. And sometimes when I start my day in prayer, I use an app called Pray As You Go. I, I know you use it sometimes. Um, but the thing I, I, one of the things I love about prayer as you go is they remind you of like feast days. Right. Um, and some of the things that perhaps some of the, us who grew up in Protestant world, we don't really, we don't, haven't grown up with that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started January 6th, this kind of day that became infa- infamous in the last few weeks, um, being reminded of Epiphany. This mm-hmm. day that you celebrate these wise magi coming to bring gifts at, to the Christ child. Um, and in years past, Epiphany flies by me. I don't even notice it. It's not a big holiday for me, even um, as I celebrate other seasons. This Epiphany like, was profound. I started the morning of like, being reminded of like this Christ child being surrounded by these good leaders who kind of have to bring him gifts and then flee because they get warned that someone's going to come and kill him. Right. Uh, and so 15 kind of celebrates this kind of weird Christmas story of giving of gifts to the Christ child a year after he's born, but also fleeing and then a whole generation getting killed by this kind of evil King Herod mm. that comes after him. So it's kind of this weird feast day that you celebrate gift giving, but also lament children being harmed. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of started Epiphany January 6th like that. And then over the course of the day was watching kind of this like horrible unfolding <laughs> of what mm-hmm. was going on down South. Um, I kept being reminded as I was watching the news of actually this like passage in Isaiah that I'd been in. Cause mm-hmm. as I'm watching the news, I'm thinking, man, this is a sign of both bad political and spiritual leadership. <laughs> like there, it's just bad leadership. I'm like, where are the good leaders? I'm like, that's the question I'm asking. And I'm asking that. Mm-hmm. I find myself drawn back to like this passage in Isaiah. 
that God had been speaking to me in like December mm. of like the Messiah will come and there will be princes who will rule with justice and who will be sheltered. Mm. And it was like this profound and beautiful like assurance. Like I found myself sad and angry and terrified. Like mm-hmm. these emotions that are good to rise up. Um, but there was something needed that kind of drew me through those emotions mm. without getting stuck in them of like, okay, my reality doesn't work here, but I'm being invited into like a hope for this. Um, mm. And so it was kind of this kind of crazy epiphany where I was like drawn to the news, but then he'd drawn in scripture. I kind of was going back and forth between the two um, of like, here's reality and here's the hope. Um, and it was kind of like drew me from like the conflict between those two things into like being able to hold both of those at the same time. Mm. Um yeah, which was kind of beautiful. And like, I think I've been able to hold on to that in the last few weeks, um, mm. which has been really beautiful and has helped me kind of come to this uh, season and kind of a, a hopeful space mm. um, without needing like reality to kind of fit that hope. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 I was going to ask, is this kind of like a just purely future hope or like, is there like, do you have leaders or like glimmers where you're like, Oh, I can see this, or this is good, or yeah, that that's kind of a beautiful like. As I've, I, I think it'd be so easy for me. I'm a future oriented person, so it's pretty easy for me to just like ignore reality and just mm. focus on the future. Um, but it's been interesting what has been coming up in the last few weeks as I've continued to be in scripture. It's like memories of like good leadership. So I found myself like journaling a few weeks ago or even not a few weeks ago, a few days ago around my own staff worker at Queens, mm. uh, Ashley, I'm being reminded of some of the ways that like she had been humble with me or like had like re- had kind of led me in a really healthy way. Nice. Um, and yeah, just, I found, yeah, that's been kind of a cool thing that memories of kind of those good forms of leadership have kind of started coming up as I've kind of continued to be in scripture, but even like memories of um hope of current people who I like I see leading well I think it's been it's been kind of feeding into some of my intercession praying for like student leaders of like oh there are actually students who are like being faithful on university campuses all across Canada Mm. uh, who are kind of taking up the challenge to like Mm. lead and serve um and care for students on their campuses Mm. nice yeah Yeah, that's awesome Alan how would you invite us to participate or reflect in this passage and some of the insights you have gleaned in um, yeah. your ponderings? Yeah. So some of what I've been thinking about is like how we interact with like current news. Mm. Um, I think like we, we kind of have a lot of strange responses. Some of us like we just ignore it completely because it's so chaotic which I, I, I think there's something wrong about that. <laughs> um, mm. It feels, I don't know, I think there's other invitations God has for us. Some of us just are, get enter, like we get entertained by it. <laughs> it's fun, like especially in Canada, I think there's a part of a pleasure, weird pleasure we have about American news or global news. <laughs> we don't have as much skin in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that we should ignore present Not that realities we and yeah. injustices going on in our own country. But Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Uh, and then some of us, like, I think we just get swamped. By, like, this is me. I just get mm. swamped by it. Um, and then I call it my kind of swampness lament when it's really just I'm stuck in a 
melancholics do. Mm. <laughs> um, but I, I think this space where, that I've kind of had in this past month where God spoke to me in scripture, something happened in reality, and then it, I found myself going back and forth between the news and what's going on in the world and how God is speaking into me. Mm. Like, I think that feels richer than how a lot of us engage the news. And I think mm-hmm. I grew up with like a family of people who like were strong prayer people. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with being like praying over a thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. But I think I've had this experience where like of recent of like praying through, letting scripture speak into what's happening in the world. Mm. So I think that's what I want to invite like us into and like mm. students to like be watching what's going on in the world but then be asking like God to be like, okay, God, what do you want to say in response? What are you doing in response to what's going on in the world? Mm-hmm. What is scripture that you want to speak to me in response um, to what's happening? Mm-hmm. So that it, we, are, we aren't just like praying over what's going on. We aren't just like standing at a distance, but we're actually discerning mm-hmm. um, and having hope for what God is doing in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the thing I want to invite us into. Mm. Not running from the news, not consuming it, not being entertained by it, but discerning where God is in the midst of what's going on in the world. Or in yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, Alan, I, I know that is a practice you have developed over years of engagement with scripture and like <laughs> embodying parables, always calling out kind of mm. like um, the ways in which you see the word. Um, yeah, that contextualize in real life. Would you just be able to like offer a quick prayer for our students and people who are listening? Just that yeah. we would have the gift to to discern, to to see, yeah, uh, at work and engaging with our lives and the the world around us. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, uh, Father God. Um, yeah, in the New Testament, as Paul is talking about the gifts of the Spirit, he talks about the value of dis- the discerning of spirits. Um, which feels, I think, really wonky to us, God. Um, but God, would you actually give us that spirit, give students in North America and in Canada and in BC and on our campuses the gifts of discerning of spirits so we can actually look at what's going on around us and discern what is not of you, what is of you, and where you are actually moving in the world. So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, would you walk with us even this week um, and give us the gift of this of discerning. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, listeners of Interwoven. We My will pleasure. see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>